everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Big Beautiful Badasses, the podcast and video cast that celebrates the plus size community. I am your host, Kimberly Pleasia, and today I am joined by the amazing Kimberly Dark. Thank you so much for being here with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So real quick, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I am um, a writer and a storyteller. Um, I'm a sociologist by training, and I teach at Cal State San Marcos and also in the Cal State Summer Arts Program. And uh, I write books, um, a new book out called Damaged Like Me. Look, here it is in my hand. It's very exciting. I still carry it around everywhere. And um, I mean, not really, but you know, that's fun <laughs> to say. And uh, yeah, I'm also a parent and a grandparent and um, I don't know what else. Yoga. I do yoga. All those things. Well, if you are anything like me, like my favorite job out of all of those is the grandparent one. I love being a grandma. Yeah, it's true. I, I actually just had my grandson with me for uh, three weeks, this last three weeks. And um, they just went home again uh, two days ago. So um, I, I miss them. My, my grandson uses they, them pronouns. And, uh, you know, that's that's uh, a cool thing at age 10 nowadays people are you know messing with gender i appreciate it my grandbaby just turned one a couple oh. weeks ago so he's still little but his favorite word is doggy like everything is doggy that's amazing <laughs> he we even took him to like build a bear to buy him his birthday bear we asked him kai what do you want to name your bear doggy <laughs> so the bear is named Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, you guys, the reason behind this show, like I said, is to celebrate the plus size community. In the United States, approximately 70% of the population is considered plus size. So we are here to break down stigmas, break down walls, and celebrate the fluff that is us. So I want to start by you know kind of asking a question because you know you you listed off all these wonderful things you do. Is that I know with a lot of careers, size plays a factor. Have you ever seen that in your work? Well, yes. I mean, I think I think size does play a factor in um, literally every aspect of our culture. You know, we live in a culture that says, um, you know, it's if you are if you are to be considered normal you're white and male and able-bodied and slender and you know all of these all of these things and so of course size plays um plays a role i have had a life where i am largely self-employed and um so it would be very difficult for me to tell you how often it has it happened for instance that um a, a campus is considering bringing me to speak but they decide on someone else who is slender or able-bodied and uh you know or or male and um it would be hard to know just like it would be hard to know uh how often has it happened that somebody picked me over a person of color um because they found my whiteness more respectable so i i think you know all of these things are at play at once um but definitely in professions like um a person is a nurse and you know that is very stigmatized to be um fat 
uh, or a person is a lawyer, you know, um, I think that it's maybe easier to see when one is in the same profession, you know, over time. So in your opinion, what is the best way to break down some of these stigmas? Mm -hmm. So, so look, one of the things is, and this is something that, um, you know, that I realized, I think, early in my life, and that is to simply do what you intend to do with your life and to um, be the example of the thing, right? So let me just, I can say something about, um, I mentioned that I am a yoga practitioner and I learned to um, teach yoga and I've been teaching for more than 20 years now. There are just starting to be larger people kind of known as yoga teachers. Um, but you know, it was a brand new thing, the idea that somebody in a larger body should be the one in the front of the room teaching the yoga class. And I think back in the day when I first was, uh, you know, learning to teach. And I think part of the reason for that is that in something that is considered a fitness class, which, you know, yoga really isn't just about fitness, but in something that is considered physical, we have a cultural tendency to look at the teacher's body as uh, as a role model. Is like, you know, if I do this stuff, I get to look like her. Mm -hmm. And having the teacher be somebody fat or somebody disabled or somebody old means that you have to disrupt that. You have to you have to go like, oh, actually, which is always true anyway. Actually. I have the body I have. The teacher has the body the teacher has. Everybody in the room has a different body. And we can practice together, but that does not ever mean we're going to look like one another. And so, um, you know, we have to, we have to um, disrupt that as often as possible. And I think that's what is so important about just forging ahead. And it does take some... I don't, you know, I'm not even sure it's always courage. I think sometimes it is fortitude. It is tenacity and ability to stick with something when people are kind of like eye-rolling or, you know, like wondering, should you be here? And that is hard. It's hard to experience uh -huh. that. And it requires tenacity. It requires an ability to stay with something in order to, um, you know, pursue the work we want to pursue. So I think, um, you know, it is a lot to ask when people are marginalized that they stay with it, but but it's absolutely important to do it. I absolutely love that. I And I love that you're, that the way that you just described that is for anybody. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter size, race, anything. I love that you were just so inclusive in that statement. Mm. Um, I think it's, you know, the, the architecture of um, marginalization of oppression is like, like racism and sizeism and sexism are not all the same, but the architecture that holds those things up is really similar. And so I think it is possible without trying to say those are the same experience because they're totally not. Mm -hmm. um, but the, but the, the architecture of oppression and also the way that we can combat it, um, there are similarities there. Yes, I totally agree. So 
as a plus size female, what has been your best experience in life? <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have a best experience in life. Wow. Um, you know, I feel like I'm very lucky to have lived so far a big life, right? Like I've um, done a lot of things and been a lot of places. And I, so I can't narrow that down to one. I can't narrow that down to one experience. Um, but but maybe... Um, Maybe I can maybe I can come up with a category. So so uh, water maybe is one of my best experiences. Um, the the I, you know I live near the sea. I look at the ocean a lot. Um, I feel inspired by the ocean, and um, and this is a thing that a lot of people in larger bodies, um, fat bodies, disabled bodies, you know, a, a lot of times we don't feel entitled to be out in the sun with you know skin showing and um you know especially in like um you know bikini or something like that uh and and again that takes tenacity to you know it takes um fortitude to keep keep showing up but um but wow my my pleasure and joy at being in the water has always been a place where I override whatever social um, expectations are are there, and that was true for me as a young person too. You know, when I really felt, um, because you know, a lot of some people become fat as adults. Some of us were fat as children mm -hmm. as well. And I, I'm one of those that was a fat child and you know stayed fat as an adult. Um, so I definitely remember being a child and feeling like, oh. Maybe I shouldn't go to the beach. Maybe I should, you know, stay in my clothes when all my friends take off their clothes and have their bathing suits on. And but, you know, it was always the ocean that won that made me go, OK, 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 I'm taking it off and getting in the water. Um, so maybe maybe that's a category that is a best experience for me. And I love that you actually brought that up because I am. <laughs> I'm totally taking a step out of my comfort zone next weekend. I have a friend who is doing a body positivity suit, uh, shoot, photo shoot <laughs> in a swimsuit. <laughs> and I've been that person that you're growing up. I always wore a t-shirt over my swimsuit. Mm -hmm. I always had the one piece or the swimsuit with the skirt to hide everything. And last night, my husband and I were talking. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And so I am actually in the process of looking at swimsuits. Because being my size, I can't just walk into a store right. and buy a swimsuit off the rack. Right. We don't have stores here in the Springs that accommodate that. Um, so I am in the process of ordering a swimsuit. And I'm debating on if I'm going to really go all in and do a two piece. Yeah. Or if I'm gonna do just a one piece that does not have a skirt. I refuse to do this sh photo shoot in a swimsuit with a skirt. Beautiful. Because I want Beautiful. to embrace my body as it is. You know 
excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. Um, I, I admire um, your, you know, you're thinking this through and you, the, the fact that you're going to do it and follow through. Because I think, you know, I think it's really important to remember that um, the courage and strength that it takes to uh, be seen in our fullness in ways that are not socially acceptable um, it's a big deal and it's not a choice that we are required to take. You know, I know that I've just been talking on behalf of tenacity and, uh, you know, sticking with things, but not every day is the day to do that. You know, that sometimes we have human frailties where we just feel like, no, I want to be covered up. But the thing that you're doing, like to do a photo shoot is, is so wonderful because it gives you the opportunity to decide to do it and then mentally prepare yourself. And, you know, this process you're going through of, you know, which bathing suit should I buy? <coughs> Excuse me. It's possible that you want to get a one piece and a two piece and decide on the day, you know, which feels right for you um, because both are going to be, uh, you know, a wonderful a wonderful thing just the fact that you've decided okay no skirt on this bathing suit um you know like maybe that's the big commitment but the one piece or the two pieces fine either way um and that's kind of where so, i'm at of yeah i mean there's gonna be bumps and all of that that show but i'm to a point and it took me 45 years to get here of this is the body i am in yeah and I am done constantly having to cover it to make others more comfortable. That's right. And that's what I feel like, you know, as plus size women, especially, I feel like, you know, men don't have to do it as much, but as plus size women, we are conditioned to make others more comfortable. That's right. And I'm seeing this all over TikTok. I know you're on TikTok as well, but I don't know if you've seen as much of it uh, that comes across my feed because everybody's feed is different. But I keep seeing all these women that are just stepping out in courage and you know, showing videos of them trying on 10 different bikinis mm -hmm. and you know, embracing their body and wearing these clothes. And I was just like, man, I wish I had been that confident at such a younger age. And you know, so isn't that interesting? Now. Isn't this interesting though? Because I, I have given this some thought. Um, I'm a little older than you are. I'm in my 50s. But um, I, I sometimes think that if I were a young person today, I probably would be one of those, you know, uh, fat bikini activists on, you know, on TikTok or something like that. The thing is, though, um, you know, you and I came up in a different time period and um, and the the appearance of our bodies was far more stigmatized, you know, like even having um, even being in photographs, like one of the people in a photograph with friends and stuff at the beach. That was radical. I mean, I, I remember. I remember times being at the beach with friends and somebody taking a photograph and asking me to step out of the photograph because my body was literally seen to ruin a photograph. And you know and that happened more than once. 
Um, certainly not with, you know, if it's just a little group of friends or family and, you know, somebody takes a picture, fine. But if somebody was trying to get a nice picture, you know, sometimes I would be asked to step out of the frame. And um, I, I think that the progress that has happened since then has happened as a result of people like me continuing to, people like us, people, you know, continuing to pursue what we want to do regardless of appearance. Um, but we're not, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. And so, I, you know, I do think, um, you know, because I have thought about like, oh, I wonder if I should be more visible than I am in skimpier clothes. And then I'm like, you know, I did, I did a lot of, the, I mean, I used to be very, um, my fashion sense used to be, a, you know, a lot sluttier than it is now. And, <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, it's okay. I'm like, I'm not feeling it at the moment. And so it's fine. But um, I definitely feel like, though, this is something I have to contribute in an aging body is that I don't want to completely let go of my sexuality as I age. And, you know, so that is something I contribute. Anyway, my point is just that we have different roles at different time periods, I think. Um, and uh, it's beautiful that you are going to do this photo shoot and reclaim some of that, uh, you know, badassery, you know, from our, our less wonderful past. Well, and I, I love the fact that you kind of deviated into that you know, still embracing, you know, even at our age, being bigger women, still embracing that sexual side and, you know, dressing the part, playing the role. Because, you know, even in general clothing, I find myself, like, when I do my nine to five, I have to follow the dress code. <laughs> but I think when I first started there six years ago, I was, you know, pretty adamant about, you know, these parts had to be covered at all times and now I'm just like nope I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt I'll yeah. take a jacket when yeah. I have to go out on the floor since I'm not allowed to show my shoulders for company policy yeah but if I'm at my desk guess what I am going to be comfortable in what I like and yeah. even last time I bought you know clothing every shirt I bought except for the graphic tees was sleeveless and then yeah. I found this company I cannot even remember what it's called but I bought the best t-shirt ever it says fat bitch <laughs> I love that t-shirt that's great that's my like my favorite shirt to wear when I'm just lounging around yeah, but it, yeah. I'm finding myself you know buying clothes that are one embracing what I actually like like I'm figuring that out finally it's not about what somebody else is going to think looks good. It's about what I like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also just embracing, you know, the, that word fat that has been stigmatized yeah. forever yeah. and has been, had sex, such a negative connotation. It's right. And the, and the idea that if, if you are fat, you can't also claim beauty or intelligence or, talent or you know that that somehow these become you know mutually exclusive i you know i love that you're talking about um like being able to wear sleeveless things like i live in a hot climate here and um it is important right but 
to you know to be able to be comfortable and um and i think all of us have parts of our body that are easier for us to show even if they don't conform and parts that are harder for us right yeah. and it's it's fair to um be gentle with oneself about you know um and for you know for me it is in part that i'm trying to move so you yes. know so i can be seen it is some you know some of this um you know is sometimes it's like oh i should cover that up now listen here's where this comes from the idea that we cover our bodies in order that they look like they conform now it's not like somebody looks at me if I've got on, you know, sleeves and they don't see a fat woman. It's not like covering up my arms makes my fatness invisible, but it allows for people not to focus on what they consider ugly or reprehensible or, you know, how there's like negative connotations associated with that. like fatness cannot exist with um you know beauty and intelligence and talent and all those things but it definitely uh exists in people's minds with um laziness and stupidity and gluttony and you know and so somehow if you see my you know my arm wagon there <laughs> that um you're going to bring up those negative ideas so it, it is not um it's not stupid to want to cover yourself sometimes. I also think it's really empowering when we don't, when we are capable of saying, no, no, I need you to see me in my full complexity. I need you to see a person who is sexy, who is intelligent, who is talented and has an upper arm that waggles or a belly or whatever the thing is that you happen to be um mad at about your body right mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like it's not um it's not a requirement to show yourself but it is powerful when we are capable of it oh very 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 much so i completely agree because and i'm i'm going to use myself you know as that example you know for when I speak, because I know you're, you're doing the same with yourself. I have found that the more comfortable I am becoming in my own body, not only the more empowered am I feeling, but the more I am willing to step out of that comfort mm -hmm. zone and try something new. I mean, beautiful. this career is an example of podcasting. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think that I was going to put my fluffiness on a camera all over the internet for the whole, whole world to see and judge. But as I accepted myself for what I am and learned to love the body that I am in. Beautiful. I just find myself doing more and more things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think, that's, I think that's important for people to be able to do regardless of what body they're in. You know, I think it's super important and it's also really helpful when we are not alone. Like, you know, like the fact that you are not just doing a podcast about gardening or something, but you're actually doing a podcast that, 
um, brings in and creates community for other fat women, um, it makes it, uh, you know, we have some base then for um, understanding that there is a broader community of people who experience what we experience and that it's possible to draw on one another's courage. Um, there's a story in my in my last book was called Fat Pretty and Soon to Be Old, <laughs> which that would be me. And um, I, yeah, the, there was a story in that book about um, about being at the beach. Speaking of uh, you know my love of the ocean, being at the beach and uh, being in the water, and this young woman, uh, you know, probably twenty, right? We took up started up a conversation, and she was sitting on the beach. And, um, you know, in a bathing suit and everything, but she was fearful of the water and she was fearful of, um, you know, like, what if something went wrong in the water and she needed a lifeguard to save her? And what would her body look like if she needed to be dragged out of the water or would a lifeguard even be able to do that? Now, this is another fear um, regarding fatness that we are potentially not accommodated by medical or rescue services or you know things like this um you know but so so she was on the beach and there i was sort of you know in the water just we were talking and um you know as she sees me bobbing around there i mean there was really very little current and uh she said you know uh it looks so wonderful i mean maybe i won't be dragged out maybe i won't be and you know, so she slowly, she came in the water and, and I thought to myself, this is, this is what's needed, right? Is, um, is role models who show us, um, there may not be like, because again, her assessment is potentially correct. Like, I think that we dare not forget that we are still not accommodated often by, emergency services or medical service. So her assessment is not wrong, but it is possible to see someone out in the water anyway, you know, wearing a bathing suit anyway, doing the thing anyway, and to take strength from that and to be able to, uh, you know, enjoy the water that, that afternoon as, as we both did. So I think we need each other. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, Kimberly, I have loved having this conversation. I think that there were so many important things that came out of it. And I am just so grateful that you came on the show. I do have Thank one so final for question me. for you. Mm -hmm. I know you, know, and we've kind of talked about this, of the person that we are now, not necessarily the confident woman that we were when we were much younger mm -hmm. so if you could go back and speak to that younger plus size person mm -hmm. who was still afraid who was still shamed what would you say to her i would say to her sweetie you don't know it yet but it's going to be okay and life is big and you are entitled to do all of the things. And if you just wait, if you just wait it out when people are, you know, when people are assholes, just wait it out because um, a lot of people aren't. 
and a lot of opportunities are available to you. Um, take them, take all of them. That's what I think I would say to younger me. I love that. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. I've, I'm so glad I connected with you and I cannot wait to get your book. It is on Wonderful. my Amazon wish list right now. <laughs> Very good. Very I have, good. I have a list of books, um, but yours is definitely there. I can't wait to read it. You guys, thank you so much for being with us today. I will be back next week. Um, if you want to help support this podcast, if you want to become a listener sponsor, all you have to do is help keep me caffeinated. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. As a listener sponsor, you will have access to sponsor only content. You will know about new guests that are coming on before everybody else does. And you can help contribute. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. I'll see you guys next week.